I get my hair cut every nine days. I know it might seem like a lot, but for me, it's not just a haircut. Having the confidence to face whatever challenge might come my way is essential for my personal and professional success. Today's episode is presented by my favorite salon, the team that keeps me looking and feeling my best, Lock Salon and Spa. With comprehensive hair, skin, and nail services, Locks offers guests the highest quality in extensions, coloring, facials, microblading, and so much more. Learn more at locksalon.net. Locks, your beauty destination. It's just the culture we have. Uh, the food is a big part of it, but I think what really makes us so special is the people that we have. We don't spend too much time thinking about yesterday. Uh, yes, we're going to learn from those mistakes that we might have made or in, in the past, but we're really looking for the opportunities of today and tomorrow and how we can recognize those and really take advantage of those. Welcome to Better Together with Costi Epifonsev, a podcast on parenting, business, and living life intentionally. We're here every week to bring you thoughtful conversation on making your own path to success, challenging the status quo, and finding all the ways we're better together. Here's your host, Costi Epifonsev. Hey, y'all, it's Costa. Today, I'm here with my guest, Ben Prime, franchise owner of Cookville Chick-fil-A. Recently honored as Cookville Putnam County Chamber of Commerce's 2023 Employer of the Year, Cookville Chick-fil-A is proud to serve the families of our community with the highest quality in food, customer service, and of course, chicken. Ben, you said something that made me laugh in the pre-interview for this episode. You said there's only so many ways to make a chicken sandwich, and I think that's a great message for everyone to hear. It isn't what we do, it's how we do it. So if it's not the food, even though the food is amazing, what makes Chick-fil-A so special? It's the people. It's who we do it with. It's our leaders, our outstanding team. You know, we're working together every day, common goals. It's our engagement in the business. It's the commitment to each other and our guests to serve great food in a clean and safe environment. It's our commitment to the Chick-fil-A corporate purpose. Uh, Chick-fil-A was founded in 1967. In the 80s, Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A, came out with his corporate purpose. And it's something that we, um, we've adopted here locally. It's something that's, that's very important to me, to us, to our team. That's to um, glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that's entrusted to us and to have a positive influence on all who come into contact with Chick-fil-A. It's just the culture we have. Uh, the food is a big part of it, but I think what really makes us so special is the people that we have. Using that corporate purpose, it drives me to really want to steward the people that we have, really care for them. The idea of positive influence is so important to me, and that's what really gets me going every day. We as leaders try to set an example. No one is more important than anyone else. It's the idea of servant leadership. We try as leaders to make ourselves available. We're going to do the best I can to be present, engaged, available uh, to the team, even if that's just getting in there. Maybe taking off the trash, sure. you know, just, yeah. just setting the example of, of working alongside the team. I've realized I can't have influence in the business if I'm not there. So it's a big part. I just try to be, try to be present. But our team is what makes it a special place. We don't spend too much time thinking about yesterday. 
Uh, yes, we're going to learn from those mistakes that we might have made or in, in the past, but we're really looking for the opportunities of today and tomorrow and how we can recognize those and really take advantage of those. I'd like to think of John Wooden's definition of success, which he said, success is a peace of mind and which is a direct result of self-satisfaction in knowing that you did your best to become the best you're capable. So we just try to do our best. We're going to make plenty of mistakes and we fall down. Getting up and learning and trying again is what matters. That's true in life, not just Chick-fil-A. Right. I mean, I'll tell you this. Fast food has got to be like the hardest industry to manage. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, we were talking about this like earlier. If Chick-fil-A can't solve the problems of our society and world, I mean, who else can, right? Right. what's, What's interesting about kind of like what you do day to day is and I'm very familiar with Chick-fil-A. I grew up in Atlanta, so you know it's like on every single sure. corner. And obviously there's a lot of community outreach that Chick-fil-A does, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. When you were getting started, you know, you you were obviously moved from Knoxville, came to Cookville. Did you always want to work in fast food? I guess I'm gonna have to go back a little in time. Yeah. Growing up, great family. My parents really instilled in me in an early age. Uh, hard work is an essential ingredient. It leads to success. You know, putting the effort and time in was required to reach any any goal that we want to accomplish, personally or professionally. Probably when I was 12 or 13, I started um, doing odd jobs in the neighborhood, washing cars, whatever. My mom was a, was a teacher. And she actually taught the kids of one of the franchisees in Knoxville, Chick-fil-A. Nice. And so um, I kind of had a connection there. And probably through a conversation, I found out that, hey, I could get a real job when I was 14. How does that work exactly? I don't mean to cut you sure. off, but how does a 14-year-old get a job? Because I can't wait to put my my kids nine, right. five years, <laughs> right. he's right. going to be working. So right. how, how does that work? It's, we can hire at 14. Now, okay. they're very limited on the hours they can work, the jobs they can do. You know, they can't really be back there in the kitchen around equipment, that kind of stuff. Mostly, I mean, we have quite a few 14, 15 year olds and they'll work on Saturdays. You okay. know, when school is, is not in session in the summertime, they can work more hours. But mostly it, it comes down to they're just working on the weekends. Sure. And so that's kind of how I started. Um, I wanted to get a real job, you know, yeah. started getting a paycheck and you started understanding like hard work. And I, lo- I loved it. But I had a great boss. I had a great uh, leadership team that I worked for, and I saw the influence and the impact they had on me and the people I worked with. And so I really enjoyed what I did. Actually, I worked through through high school. I worked into college. Probably my first year or two of college when people were kind of starting to try to figure out, hey, what do I want to do? Right. Just something clicked. And I was like, man, I, I love what I do. Obviously, I saw the influence that my boss had. It's like, I'd love to be able to do that. I love the industry. I love the service and the hospitality. And so I wound up, um, I think at the time, I probably changed my major to um, uh, like hospitality management, mostly hotel, restaurant, and administration. And I kind of let, from that point on, every decision I felt like I made was geared towards, hey, is this going to get me to the point where I can do Chick-fil-A, do this for a job? So you were still working at Chick-fil-A. So Correct. you have literally been working at Chick-fil-A Correct. since 14 years Correct. old. <laughs> 20, 29 years. That's I amazing. And I mean, I feel like there's a commonality for most franchise, for most Chick-fil-A sure. franchises that the leadership team is just, it's legit. Like how they train their managers, right. their franchise owners, their middle management. It's fascinating to me. I, right. I think 
is there a book like that was written about the Chick-fil-A model? There's and- been several, okay. th- you know, through the years. What do you find unique about it? The training is one thing, right? We have to find the people that, that know how, that get it, that sure. know how to smile, that know how to carry on a conversation, uh, know how to treat people with honor, dignity, and respect. And then we just kind of train them on our Chick-fil-A processes and systems and nuances. You have the unique ability to be able to read people and be able to understand if this is somebody that's going to fit into your team. Sure. Yeah. And and I'll tell you, that's a special gift. Sure. Not a lot of people have that. I don't have that. Oh, I make the wrong hiring decisions <laughs> often. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> so. it, it takes time. And a lot of times we have to get multiple people involved, you know, just to make sure like, hey, like, are you on the same page? Are you on the same page? You know, if we're on the same page, then we'll pull the trigger. Did the scholarship program at Chick-fil-A, did that at all influence your decision to work there? Not really. Okay. I mean, I, I knew we had, you know, benefits and so forth, but I just, it just it's just like, hey, I, I love what I did. Like, yeah. do I try something else? Yeah. So how did you transition from working at Chick-fil-A to becoming a franchise owner? Um, so going through college, I started to gain responsibility. I had opportunities as a byproduct of working hard and understanding what we're doing and kind of buying into the culture. Good things started happening. And so I worked through college. And at the time, Chick-fil-A was really trying to expand their presence on the West Coast. So when I graduated, I was able to kind of join a small team, moved out West for a couple of years, living in a hotel, traveling around Southern California, Arizona, just kind of doing whatever, mostly opening up new restaurants, kind of getting on the ground and doing most of the work uh, besides the construction piece, setting up vendor accounts, ordering equipment, that kind of of stuff. So I did that for two and a half years. Sometime in there, I was like, hey, like, okay, I know this is what I want to do. I want to kind of get my feet planted, get the process uh, going, try to get back closer to um, home. And so at the time, as I was kind of looking, the Chick-fil-A here in Cookville, which opened in 2003, it was um, kind of corporate run. The guys that were here before had left the company and so corporate took it over. So it was available. And so I kind of went through that process of trying to acquire uh, the Chick-fil-A here, mostly just to figure out what I was doing and to get closer to home. And so I landed here in 2007. Nice. Are the regions of the U.S. that Chick-fil-A is located, are they different? Do all the same principles apply to Southern California Chick-fil-A's as they would in Cookville, Tennessee Chick-fil-A? I think they do. Okay. I mean, that's the goal. I mean, it's a different environment. It is. You know what I'm saying? Business pressures out West are so much tougher. Yeah. Um, Just the labor laws, the requirements. It's tougher to do this job out West. Yeah. Can you hire 14-year-olds out West? No, it's been a while since I've been out there. I'm not sure. I doubt it, but I'm not really sure. It's pretty much impossible for me to get through an episode without bringing up workforce and staffing in the Upper Cumberland. And I couldn't be more excited to talk to you specifically about this. Chick-fil-A not only has a reputation for hiring young workers, they've created a culture of customer service that's unparalleled in the fast food industry. It's virtually impossible to go to a Chick-fil-A and not feel like the most important customer that's ever visited. How do you do it? We realize that people are our number one asset. 
most important thing in the business. And we're not afraid to take chances on younger team members. We put a lot of work into the selection process, finding the right ones. We just want to find good people that know how to smile, make a connection, carry on a conversation. We try to try to find the ones who already have some sort of sense of responsibility on some level. You know, we look for potential. We share our vision, our purpose. You can't train somebody how to smile, but you can train them on the Chick-fil-A systems, mm-hmm. you know, the Chick-fil-A stuff, how to work the registers, the processes, et cetera. We try to set the bar high and have accountability. We treat them and give them responsibility and opportunity. And it just kind of works out. Really, it's just the idea of care um, for the people and our guests. We kind of set that as a standard and try to hold them accountable for that. You know, I find it fascinating that you guys are able to accomplish this in fast food because like I come from an industry that is also somewhat stigmatized and it's really hard to to break that because, you know, you're hiring low wage employees. But whenever I think about Chick-fil-A... I always think about excellence, right. you know what I mean? Right. And you guys, you lead. So here's the thing that I think brings success. I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I want some validation sure. if I'm on the right track. Whenever it comes to pay, you typically lead the standard in fast food. When it comes to the overall environment, so like you don't close your lobby, right? right. I think you may have just like briefly during the pandemic. Sure. But you always keep your lobby open and you've got, you know, the play place and people come in and they want to, you know, hang out in a Chick-fil-A. Sure. Who who hangs out in fast food restaurants <laughs> anymore? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we used to bring our kids there all the time and then they would play. They right. loved it. I feel like it is a it's a destination. Sure. I'm curious, like, were you ever nervous that not just when you were getting started as a franchise owner, but specifically when you were in the middle of chaos in the pandemic sure. like were you ever nervous that chick-fil-a would would falter no i knew things would be different i knew we would have to it's just it's like every day you have to you have to adapt and adjust and we'll figure it out right i mean it was it was tough i mean it's every day trying to there's something else new on the news or some kind of a regulation or whatever that might be you just have to figure it out i mm-hmm. mean that's what we do every day yeah right Uh, try to make the best with what we've got in front of us and turn it into a success. Yeah. I don't want you to throw shade, but just so people understand, what's the difference between Chick-fil-A and McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Arby's? Like, what separates you guys? I think we just have to go back to the people we have, Mm -hmm. the engagement that we have. I mean, I'm, I'm in the restaurant just about every day unless I'm out of town. Is that different than the than other companies? I think so. You know, I, I currently have one restaurant. We have a little location over there at Tennessee Tech. I'm over there a little bit here and there. I just love being in the restaurant. I love serving along our team. I like to think that that makes, makes a difference and a key to success. So let's talk about the majority of your team, sure. Gen Z. Sure. I don't want to disparage Gen Z in any way because it's completely unfair to blanket an entire generation with the same characteristics. But it does feel like there's an ongoing narrative that this generation is, quote unquote, built different. Sure. Do you think this generation of workers is having a harder time on the front lines of customer service than previous generations? I think you're right in terms of maybe they're built a little bit different. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I mean, I think we have a good balance. Um, you know, my experience is is they're quick learners, they're driven, they're resourceful, and they're smart. I mean, they do have 
you know, unlimited wealth of info on their smartphone. I mean, this right. maybe the smartest generation. <laughs> you know, m- maybe they might be more likely to get stressed out, maybe feel of, feel of anxiety. But maybe we just need to adapt and have have more conversations. You know, checking in with them. They're very very well versed in technology. We might have to adapt to spend a little more time on skills such as communication. We're starting to use more technology in our training and onboarding orientations. So I just think it's the idea of just to maybe adapting to that. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't necessarily they're having a harder time. Just maybe we have to take a different approach in our training expectations. Like like I said, adding more technology just to kind of figure out different ways to keep them engaged, communicate more online, that kind of stuff. You deserve to feel your best on the inside and outside. That's one of the things I love the most about today's partner, Lock Salon and Spa. They help me look my best on the outside so I can feel my best on the inside. In Aveda Concept Salon, Locks is proud to serve guests with the highest quality products made with organic ingredients, free from sulfates, questionable chemicals, and artificial ingredients. Plus, Jessica says my hair has never smelled better. Recognized locally and nationally, Lox is a decorated Salon Today Top 200 recipient and repeat Best Hair Salon and Nail Spa honoree by the Herald Citizen. Find out more at LoxSalon.net. Lox, your beauty destination. I mean, you said that you had 120 employees. Right. Roughly. Right? Roughly. Yeah, there. yeah. Well, just we use rough sure. numbers. It's all good. <laughs> but you at times have 40 people sure. working in your store. Like that's a huge operation, right. right? I mean, most when I think of a fast food restaurant, I think of like 10 person team. Right. So even during the pandemic, you know, people really weren't, you know, they might go through the drive through or they might, you know, go stop in and eat somewhere. But sure. like Chick-fil-A didn't miss a beat, right? You guys had not just one lane for drive through but two. Sure. So how has your management style changed since you started in 2007? So some unique, some specific ways that you've had to adapt. But also, how in the world do you run that drive through Because that thing looks like a thing <laughs> of beauty. It is a masterpiece. <laughs> right. I think every day we just have to come in with the idea of like, hey, we're going to have to make adjustments. Yeah. We continue to grow. With that growth, we need more team members. We need more leaders. Leadership team is great. Have things divvied up. You know, they have ownership in different, you know, different parts of the business. And I feel like we're constantly having to add to that. So that's probably kind of been the the biggest adjustment. When I got here in 2007, I think I have like 30 employees. At the time, I wasn't I wasn't married, no kids, and so I was there pretty much all day, every day. I got to know them. You know, I got to have relationships with them. I can't do that today. And so that's that's why it's so important that we continue to grow our leadership team just to be able to kind of carry that out. Yeah. I think it lends to my theory that obviously not all Chick-fil-A's are created equal. Sure. You know, I mean, like you said, you came when they had 30 employees. Right. Now you have 120 employees. Right. So that's obviously a testament to you. Not necessarily just, I mean, Chick-fil-A obviously played a large part in it, sure. but it's what you've been able to accomplish. Well, I mean, uh, the team. I mean, yeah. we, we, you know, we're doing this together. You know, we're, we're doing the best we can to serve great food, to create a culture of care, to attract team members, to serve our guests with honor, dignity, and respect, yeah. and do a great job. And therefore, hopefully, they're going to come back. And so we're just going to continue to grow. 
And we just have to continue to adapt to that. You know, I don't know what's next. Like we just have to figure that out as we go. How much of the religious component lends to the success of Chick-fil-A? Because, you know, you're only open six days a week. Sure. You're the most profitable company in fast <laughs> food <laughs> relative to all right. your competitors. Right. Well, I, I think it goes back to just uh, the biblical principles that Mr. Truett Cathy founded the company on. They're still important today. They're still relative today. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to glorify God in, in the things that we do. You know, the whole idea of, of being closed on Sunday is great. I think that's a huge benefit in our industry. He started a restaurant really before Chick-fil-A, uh, the Dwarf House. He was 24 hours a day, and he just needed a day to rest. Right. And so that kind of stuck when he started Chick-fil-A. It's like, hey, we're going to take Sundays off. You know, it could be to go worship, you know, go to church, um, spend time with her family, or just rest. Yeah. That's weird uh, today. In our industry, there's not a lot to do that. Um, I think it's because a lot of fast food companies, they're just looking to maximize profits. And sure. a lot of them have been consolidated under major corporate sure. conglomerates. You know, like sure. M Brands owns like five different chains. I think they own like Wendy's, Taco Bell, and et cetera. Right. Chick-fil-A is not. They're not consolidated under a corporate umbrella. They're a big corporation. Right. But the vision, the singular vision is the same f- across all of their stores. And and I think if we take it even a step farther back, that's why you go from 30 employees to 120 sure. because you share in the corporate vision. It is a hard thing to do to work in the fast food industry. Right. I know that. Do you guys ever track how many people are coming from out of town versus the people that are like passing through versus the people that are actually living here in Cookville? Sure. We've done studies in the past. It's been a while since we've done one. Obviously, when schools are out, mm-hmm. it could be 50%. I mean, it's it's like how, how every once in a while when I'm walking in or walking around the parking lot, I kind of look at the license plates yeah. and see. And it's like, I, I feel like a lot of days it might be 50%. Nice. All right, so we talked a lot about sure. Chick-fil-A. So here's the second question. It's going to be a personal question, and you can spend as little or as much time sure. as you want on it. You're married. You have kids. I'm married. I have kids. How'd you meet your wife? How many kids do you have? And okay. like, you know, what do you what do you want for their future? Um, I met my wife actually at Chick-fil-A. Nice. She was a, a customer. She was a guest. She was uh, finishing up nursing school here at Tennessee Tech in you know, one of the early years I was here. And um, somehow we just, you know, made a connection. Maybe she started coming in more regularly. Maybe that was a result of getting um, a discount or free food. Um, I don't know. Free milkshake. Right, right, right. Uh, We made a connection. We kind of had some mutual friend and started hanging out, started dating, got married in 2010. And uh, we have uh, three kids, a 10-year-old, 8-year-old, and a 5-year-old. So it's like, this is home. I love this community. Great place to raise a family. Great place to raise a family. And so, yeah, so there you go. So in four years, your oldest is going to be working at Chick-fil-A. Right. Well, (laughs) if you come through on Saturdays, you might see him already behind the counter. (laughs) He loves to be there. When I'm in town, I do enjoy showing up on Saturdays and the weekends. It's busy. And sometimes the kids love to come with me and they'll get out there in the dining room and wipe tables off or... Henry, my oldest, he actually takes orders behind the cash register. I love that. All right. Let's talk about the culture and the values of Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is well known for putting customers and customer service first. 
Especially for the small business owners and managers listening to this episode, what advice do you have for creating a strong company culture and motivating employees to find pride and fulfillment in their roles? First, kind of have to find your why. Um, you know, what's your vision, your purpose? Uh, why, why are you doing what you're doing? For us, it kind of goes back to that corporate purpose. That's what we use as a guide, keeping it front and center. It helps me to steward the business and our work just to positively influence others. Um, we're focused on creating a culture of care. A strong, caring culture is so important to us. You know, what we do each and every day that applies to how we treat each other and our guests. We're committed to a culture where everyone is treated with honor, dignity, and respect. It's essential to our success and it provides meaningful employment to our team. Our values reflect our purpose, culture, and they help to shape the experiences uh, for our team. We're here to serve. Uh, we keep the needs of our team and our guests at the heart of our work, doing what's best for the business and for them. We are better together. You know, teamwork and co collaboration, we can leverage the strengths of our team and maximize care. We're purpose-driven. We support each other's efforts to be good stewards and to create positive impact on all who come, come in contact with Chick-fil-A. And then I think we try to pursue what's next. We try to adapt, reinvent ourselves, um, how we're doing things from the way we work to how we care for others. I think it's fair to say that as a society, we typically don't prescribe to the kind of values that Chick-fil-A sure. puts forth as significantly as we have in the past. You guys are just blowing the doors off. Like I'm, I'm surprised that there's not five more restaurants across <laughs> this area, across this county. Honestly, right. do you ever get worried that it's going to get a little bit more difficult bringing people into the company culture and being able to have the correct messaging for them to be successful? I don't know that I that I worry about it. I think about it, and that's one of those things that you know propels us to to continue to stay engaged, continue to dig in. It's like it's not just going to take care of itself. We got to work towards that. You got to prove yourself Correct. to people. So, like all of your young employees, you're showing them kind of a different perspective of sure. life than what they would they maybe would get on like TikTok. Sure. Right. So when when my kid turns fourteen, I'm sending him to Chick Fil A. <laughs> like you see, that's what I'm saying though. That's what you've been able to create. It's a safe place that I know somebody is going to be able to become a good person sure. through hard work. It's important. That's it's important to me. For a ton of our team members, it's their first job. Yeah. They won't be with us forever. I get it. But I look at it as my responsibility, our responsibility as a leadership team to steward and equip them for life. They might not be getting that anywhere else. They're going to learn to work as a team, to deal with the public, how to show honor, dignity, respect to everyone. You know, they're going to have the opportunity to gain responsibility they're going to learn how to be at work on time. You know, they're going to value hard work. They're going to learn how to serve others, how to handle mistakes and, and make, the, make the best of those. You know, they could have the opportunity to help lead a multi-million dollar business and make key decisions in that business. So, yes, they're going to learn like Chick-fil-A specific stuff. But at the end of the day, my hope and goal is that when they're done working at Chick-fil-A, they're going to leave as better people than when they came in. They're going to be equipped for their future, whatever that, you know, whatever that might be. Yeah. Do you guys plan to expand that place? Like, are you going to build up <laughs> like a second or third floor? Because 
I mean, you know, there's a parking lot on both sides or parking spaces on right. both sides, and there's a two lane drive through. Right. Probably at some point, it might be a three lane drive through. Like, right. what are you guys going to do? Are you going to open another location? We, we tend, What's the future? Well, down the road, yes. That we've got kind of got that in, in the plan down the road. Taking advantage of what we have right now, Chick fil A, Inc makes all of those decisions you know they have i mean i hear questions every day when do you guys open a, another location like in time yes when yeah. the time's right we'll do it they come in and do the studies in terms of when and where i provide input to that but right now we're just focusing on what we got yeah we are tentatively scheduled at some point next year to do some renovations around the restaurant. We're going to try to do a partial second lane, oh, nice. uh, modify like some parking or whatever. So we'll see how that goes. But that's that's the plan. So we're just you know we're focused on uh, getting better with what we have and growing. Before we wrap up, I want to talk about all the ways that Chick-fil-A invests back into their staff and our community. Sure. From scholarships, food donations, and volunteering in person, community involvement is something Chick-fil-A takes great pride in. Will you tell us a bit more about what our location is doing specifically? Sure. Uh, I think the number one thing, what I just mentioned, was just investing back into the team, building life skills, that kind of thing. Specifically, like we mentioned, we're closed on Sundays. That's a huge benefit. We have flexibility of scheduling, offer free food, opportunities for advancement, pay time off, retirement contributions, and so forth. Just like a lot of the businesses do. Tuition reimbursement, scholarship opportunities. You know, that's some of the things we're specifically doing. Community-wise, man, we are so blessed to be in this community and be able to call it, call it home. Uh, it supported my family and I and the families of so many of my team members for so many years. And I just feel like it's our responsibility to be able to give back as we're able to. You know, that could look differently. You know, it could be volunteering, providing food, you know, or, or providing other resources. I do really get joy in being able to do that. You know, we just try to try to keep a pulse on what's going on in the community uh, what needs are out there? And, and what, is there anything we can do to help try to meet those needs? You ever go talk to students in like high schools and stuff like that? Sometimes. Yeah. I used to have a homeroom like program right. where you had someone come in and they talk to you about, you know, values right. and work ethic and stuff like that. And the guy that um, did our homeroom class was a franchise owner of a Chick-fil-A right. and he'd always bring chicken biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> and they were the most popular right. homeroom, obviously. Right. Do you bring chicken biscuits everywhere you go? Um, you have like I, a I sack bring, of chicken biscuits. I try to bring biscuits? something. Okay. I, try, I, try, I try to be, bring something <laughs> when, I'm able, when I'm able to. That always gets the attention. Right? Exactly. Especially for kids. That's right. You know? That's yeah. right. So we always like to end the show on a high note. Who is someone that makes you better when you're together? A hundred percent. My wife. You know, my family. My kids. You know, when we're together. We're just just clicking. Better together, man. Um, I think professionally, my team, and then also think about uh, think about our community. I think that man, like you got all these different organizations, ministries, businesses. You know, when we're working together for a common vision, a common goal, man, it was so much better. It makes me excited to think about. Thank you to our partners at Lock Salon and Spa for presenting this episode. Locks is an Aveda concept salon providing the highest quality in hair, skin, and nail services from extensions, colorings, facials, and microblading. Locks is your beauty destination. To find out more, visit their website at locksalon.net.
Thank you for joining us on this episode of Better Together with Costa Yepafontive. If you've enjoyed listening and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Leave us a review or better yet, share this episode with a friend. Today's episode was written and produced by Morgan Franklin. Post-production, mixing, and editing by Mike Franklin. Want to know more about Costa? Visit us at costayepafontive.com. We're better together. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views and opinions expressed during this episode are those of the individual speakers and do not necessarily represent or reflect the official policy or position of this show, its producers, or any related entities or advertisers. While our discussions may touch on various topics of interest, please note that the content is intended to inspire thought-provoking dialogue and should not be used for a substitute for professional advice. Specifically, nothing heard on this podcast should be construed as financial, legal, medical, or any other kind of professional advice. We encourage our listeners to consult with a professional in these areas for guidance tailored to their specific circumstances.